go. The trio, the triad, back together again. You guys uh, have been doing your guys' own thing, and um, uh, and you guys finally uh, got the time to to do this. How you guys been doing? I've been doing great. I'm I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah you yeah. look healthy, man. You look happy too. I've been told a few times this last month that I look younger. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By who? A few people was weird. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like to the point where I was like, really? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm doing some Benjamin Button going backwards a little bit. Now, yeah, you now you have to really like uh, figure out those steps and see what it really is. What it is I've been doing? Put it in a bottle and start yeah. selling it. Yeah. yeah, it's happiness, is what it is. Foodie happiness and living your life Pretty brings much. back the youth. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. What about you, Court? I've been good. I've been busy and trying to figure out life in this new state but we're getting there we're yeah. doing all right you guys yeah. are doing okay everything's been all yeah. right i've been seeing you making moves and uh and trying to take over the world over here not the world just austin for now just austin for enough. now baby steps <laughs> baby steps yeah it's Good. big enough for now <laughs> <laughs> so before we start talking about what we we're here to talk about um i got a question and and i and i need advice from you guys so uh, i don't know court if you can see this all right i got a tattoo Ooh. right okay yeah. so if you can let me see all right so if you can kind of so if you if you can't really tell what it is it's uh archangel michael right okay and he's stepping on a devil's head Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so explain to me. Okay, so so my thing is okay. The reason why I got this tattoo is because um, I wanted to, to to show the good versus evil, um, the um, uh, the demons that I face every day, and I'm not gonna let those issues, demons get me down so that's the whole thing that's the whole theme of it right so i picked that up <clears throat> no my thing is is that uh this and then on the other side over here so uh, for the people that can see this i have archangel michael and he's stepping on a devil's head on on top of my forearm it's pretty much covered now on the other side and the inside i'm going to have uh hades so the people that don't know, that's uh, Hades. He's the, the 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 ruler or the king of the underworld, and his three dead three headed dog, right? So I'm gonna have that on the okay. inside. Now, okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need you to explain because it's getting a little. Those are different mythologies. Here. So that's what I was gonna say right now. You're, so yeah. so like I said, um, uh, 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 archangel. Michael stepping on a devil's head and then Hades on the other side. The thing that I have a problem with is that one side is Christian, the other side is Roman fucking Greek uh, mythology. Greek mythology. <laughs> Greek mythology. Now, what do you think I should do? Should I say fuck it? Let's just put Hades over here or should I keep with the 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 Christian theme since I already have it on one side? Now, the thing is, is that if I do keep it with the Christian theme, is that I have to have the, the devil, devil, Lucifer, yeah. Satan. What's wrong with that? On my, well, I'm I don't not. I think so. I don't think you need to put Satan and all of his glory on your arm. That's kind of glorifying him. There you go. So I that's mean, the Hades is just another representation of the same person. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, <laughs> well, well, okay. So that's Let that, the prince of darkness rule on your arm. So that's the thing, though. I just, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about having Lucifer on my inside of my right forearm. <laughs> inside my forearm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't feel a little uncomfortable doing that. To be Why, honest, are you afraid he's gonna pop out of the ground. And I just pull don't you know. It's just I just I just <laughs> out of your arm. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, I've been told stories about the man. Um, and then my mom's also like this devoted Christian, and it will break her heart. Tell her you gotta something like that. Keep so, your friends close, keep your enemies closer. So I was thinking, him. okay, well, Hades, I mean, it's Greek mythology. He doesn't look that bad. He has long hair. He's pretty muscular, right? He does look a little evil with the dog. Um, but, um, 
But then you should have had Hercules, not Archangel Michael. Okay, so that's why. So, but okay, so you this can't is what, take back the tattoo. So I can't yeah. take it back, Regal. Well, I can't take it back. Looks like you're gonna end up with so, a devil. On your so own. okay, so this is the thing. So this was the only reason. The only way I can justify it is is that I'm not a religious person. So I don't I don't follow and I don't really care. And you have a hat on right now that says demons. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> just calling out, yeah, on, okay. calling out on all this bullshit <laughs> yeah so there's yeah, like and skeletons then and shit all I, over his house yeah, there's got, like all sorts of fucking like death yeah we got like everywhere I'm, I'm looking at Dia de los Muertos right now yeah, yeah. we have like yeah, people that know we have like this whole uh, Dia de los Muertos in, in our uh, kitchen here it's all covered with all that stuff um, but yeah so I don't know what to do so like I said I'm not religious so to me, putting Hades on there, it's like, to me, it represents something. So, but I also don't know how I feel about mixing the two. I mean, well, as, so as a fan the, of history and point? mythology, I would not mix the two. Put that up to you. Yeah. So you wouldn't, every time I, would, I see it, I'm going to talk shit about it. You, okay. <laughs> so, so wear, Same. I would veto it. So I, so, okay. So wear long sleeve when I see you guys. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to mix them, if, <laughs> so. there's no mix and match here. This isn't like buy one, get one. Well, but wait, what's the point? What's the point of getting Hades or Lucifer? Like, what does that represent to you? Because so that's the struggle of food of in his life. The struggle. So the the evil. <laughs> <laughs> so my 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 struggle with my demons, my struggle with my issues. Uh, uh, basically, it's saying that I'm not gonna let anything or anyone get me down. Pretty much. So having Archangel right here on top, and then having the evil side inside. Lucifer. Well. My thing was Hades um, and his three-headed dog, so that was gonna that that was gonna be my thing. So, so um, it's kind of like pulling pulling strength from the evil that you're overcoming. Exactly. Yes. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't really represent. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to do. And you could put you could put the devil all chained up and. Tell your mom like in the, the only thing, the only thing, other thing that was maybe thinking about was like maybe having like some other demons. Oh yeah, you could do that. You it's know, like inside instead of scene. Hades. You know. Yeah. Maybe doing something like that. But are you doing this to you know add some darkness to your skin to make you look bigger? The tattoo, <laughs> you know, tattoo what? building. Is that what it does? <laughs> yeah, tattoo builders. You've never heard of that. So I I don't know how I feel about bodybuilders recovering with tattoos because to me it takes the aesthetic out of it. Well, when they're dark, though, it makes you look bigger. Oh yeah, but I mean, with 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 all that drawing and the piece, it just to me it covers the the cuts. It covers like the, off stage, you mean? Because on stage, on you stage have, and off stage, like yeah, I've seen on stage, people, you have covered. You're covered up in tan yeah. And on shit. stage, you cover your muscles anyways, or you tan Marking and yourself, yeah. goes away. Yeah, I don't know, but off. Yeah, off. I can see that. Yeah, they, you can't I think really it's just tell. Distracting from the muscle, but they do say that it makes you look a little bit bigger. Really? Do you think my form looks a little? Bigger? Oh yeah, it looks way bigger than the other one. It looks like you've been using that one yeah. the most. <laughs> I feel like there's a little man love going, up, going yeah, yeah, on over yeah. there. We've been because <laughs> we've been sitting here waiting for you to come on. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Trying to make that money, honey. <laughs> Texas has a lower cost of living. You're fine. No, not really. No, I will say no. The um, Travis County, where we're in, which is basically like ninety percent of what you think of Austin, it is fucking expensive. Oh, like yeah. rent is it bad? It's you know, it's like a uh, dollar per square foot, square foot to rent right now, but it's like two to four dollars yeah. to own, and oh, property damn. taxes are up the ass. Hmm. I did not know that. I thought that they were really like. Uh, it used to be. Red it was like, like two. No. Two years ago, it was really good, but now, just literally in the last like nine months or so, it has skyrocketed with Tesla and everybody coming because mm. it's the new like tech. It's a, it's the new Silicon Valley, basically. Yeah, I mean, they say that 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 uh, Texas has like one of the biggest influxes of uh, population right now, right? Yeah, they get on average over a thousand people moving to Texas a day. Really? Wow. Yeah. Why is that though? I don't know because Texas sucks. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> gee, thanks. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, you, for you real, just happen to live in, live there. That's not your fault. <laughs> Which she has been planning this for a while, so I mean, yeah, it is kind of, of our fault. We all make, make <laughs> mistakes kind of, in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder why why that is though. If that, that is going, that everybody's no, going over there. Yeah, why is everybody going over there? I understand cost, here the cost of living is a lot cheaper than. I mean, there too. I mean, uh, it might be higher than here, but it's still lower than like New York, California. Oh, like, for sure. If you compare it to yeah. those places, yeah. then yeah. I mean, well, that's where those people are fleeing or leaving. Yeah, if from. you look at the influx of people coming, it's mostly Californians. So you really? figure if it's the new Silicon Valley, I mean, the state tax isn't there, but um, property tax is wild. But even still, like Joe Rogan just yeah. moved here yeah. and he's getting huge tax cuts. Um, living here even too, with right? property um he's in i want to say he's living in like travis so which is still technically austin i think around where it's you just are? like 30 uh he's like 30 minutes west if he's in like travis area oh, that's cool. so from what i heard he's like out on the lake owns one of the big multi-million dollar houses of course and go run into yeah. him and see if he wants to be on our podcast so that's what i was going to tell you <laughs> if you can do us a favor and get in touch with him and tell <laughs> us how to make this how to him. make how to make money on this podcast because obviously he's done a pretty good job of doing it yeah, yeah. so yeah that's what start shopping everywhere he shops <laughs> i'm sure you'll find him <laughs> i'm sure you will um anyways enough of us discussing uh my uh, how wonderful Austin is how wonderful Austin is and our my archangel <laughs> and his lack of knowledge and mythology. Listen, it was um, um, I'll figure it out. Okay, I'll figure it out. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just coming from a background of like Christianity, I don't actively practice but i i will always consider myself christian like mm. if you were to see that i would be like what the fuck dude yeah it's like putting fucking you know the little so mermaid why. with the beast from fucking you so know, that's why well, beast, i'm just like, like i just wanted wrong to, story bro but i mean also you've seen like people having like tattoos of like you know dc versus marvel or some bullshit people like also that. get like nike and fucking famous stars and stripes tattoos that doesn't mean that you should do it well, no. So okay. So that's why I'm just saying it. Just to some people, it just makes sense. To me, it didn't make sense. I just want to make sure that I it uh, that I'm right here. So yeah. So I'll be talking to my artist, and we'll be making some changes. All right. <laughs> but enough about me. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about habits. Right. Let's talk about the uh, oh uh, of of breaking habits. A lot of our clients. Um, one of the reasons why they come to us is because they're trying to break habits. They're trying to um, uh, trying to achieve their goals in their fitness journey, and um, they look for us for for help. And one of the reasons, probably one of the reasons why we're you know successful at this, is because we've gone through this. You know, we've gone through these. Uh, through these uh, habits, and we—I'm not speaking for you guys, but for me, I still struggle with some of these things. But I feel like I can manage it a, a lot better than most people. Um, but um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about breaking habits and some of the things that people can do to break these habits and to see uh, better success in your fitness journey. Um, mm -hmm. um, so. Rigo, this was your idea. Yeah. So, and it seems like uh, you have like a, a passion for this because you've dealt. I mean, you've been working with personal uh, with uh, clients for a few years, and you've seen habits from pretty much everything. Um, and they ask you like, "What can they do?" Or I'm pretty sure you have sit down discussions about breaking these habits, right? Yep. Uh, so, what, I mean, first let me say that the uh, I read a, or listened to a book called "The Power of Habit." which is kind of where I get a lot of my stuff. And then, of course, like Precision Nutrition has a really good like uh, way of teaching like habits. Shout out to Precision Nutrition. Yeah. Um, so the, I think yeah. that the first thing you need to like know or understand is like how do you form bad habits, which mm -hmm. is usually it's pretty basically the same thing of how you form good habits. But once you understand like how you formed your bad habits. So on this website, I kind of pulled up a few different things like uh, 
This is a NPR.org, and it talks about the habit loop, which is, you know, you created a cue or a trigger. So that cue or trigger comes, uh, so some, for a lot of people, it's stress, like work, um, you know, you get into an argument with a spouse or something, and your re- immediate reaction is to go and, like, get, you know, ice cream or go get, and you hear it with a lot of people, right, when they're emotional. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I need a chocolate, or I need, you know, something because it helps them feel better. And so when you do that multiple times, now you're creating that habit. That habit. And so just like you and I have created a habit of going to the gym every day or every morning, um, and when you don't do it, it feels weird. The same thing happens when you react to an emotional like stimuli mm-hmm. with eating or specific foods or drinks that you like to do that make you feel better. You're now creating that. You're starting to create that habit. That loop. cycle, that habit. Now, what do you think it is that... that that draws us to whatever it is, whether it's drinking or whether it's food or whether it's the gym. What do you think it is is that drives us into, all right, I had a fucked up day. I'm going to go eat some chocolate. You know, like what draws us to that? You know, I mean, what do so you think? from my understanding, the human mind just likes to create habits. Like it makes things easier for us. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you're, and, you know, uh, Courtney's the, the dietitian here so she would know more about the food side of it but like shout out to Courtney. i'm assuming that you know you get that spike in like dopamine and serotonin levels from like sugar right after having like an emotional response which probably dropped that so now you're creating an even more incentive for you to be like quote unquote like addicted to that or forming that bad habit mm-hmm. Courtney, um, yeah our you know our our mind and our hormones are very smart and i think um a lot Honestly, when I see somebody who has been triggered by food or by stress for food, it deals a lot with their background, like looking at their childhood and how they grew up and what their comforts were, you know, at a younger age or what their parents' comforts were at a younger age and kind of streaming back to that habit that was formed when they were so young and they subconsciously still carry. It's, you know, we from the womb we're taught to like certain foods to prefer certain you know certain genres of food and different and we all have different palate profiles that are formed so young so um truthfully whenever i see any client that says like hey i got really stressed at work i had this issue and i ate you know three chocolate bars or I went and binged on Burger King or whatever. It's a lot of the time it's because that's where their comfort was at a younger age or that's what their parents fed them. So that's what they gravitate to. And you see that shit a lot too. People don't realize is that when you see like a little kid, he's temper tantrum or screaming, yelling, throwing a fit or whatever. What is one of the first things that kid or the uh, mom and dads do? They give them candy candy to shut up, you know? To have them suck on that, right. so, yep. um, um, and then obviously they associated with that, you know. Yep. So they had a bad day at work, so they go ahead and you know get you know their favorite candy bar or you know whatever it is. Yeah, and then eventually you're doing it for every little. Every time that, that you have something bad something going bad on, happened, yeah. having going on, and then uh, um, you're eating you, a fucking bucket of ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, yeah. or Oreos for me. I mean, but I'm I think a, that's I'm a Doritos and cheese it's guy. Cheez-Its? Dude, I can eat a whole box of Cheez-Its so in one Cheez-Its are so nasty. <laughs> oh, I love Cheez-Its. You the I'll eat a oh whole box. The extra toasty? Bro. Ew. I've only had, I've, I had <laughs> Cheez-Its before and I fucking hate it. I was like, never Like name again. brand Cheez-Its? Because like off brand Cheez-Its are No, like the name, like name brand Cheez-Its. And um, I remember one time, I, I I was there was this day that I was just so fucking busy. I had all these things going on on that one day. Didn't have time to sit down and enjoy a meal. My wife picks me up. It was like already late in the day. It was like seven o'clock or some shit like that. She had like a little mini bag of Cheez-Its. I was so hungry. I fucking grabbed them and I started pouring them in my mouth. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna regret it fucking right afterwards. But I'm fucking starving. You know. Um. So one of the things that I. I thought of something reminded right now about this so one of the things that i really wanted to point out because a lot of people think that they don't have maybe they think they're like oh i have a few bad habits but there's no way that i'm have you ever moved from one house to another house and then on the way home you accidentally go to the old house yeah 
Yeah. So like is that, that what you do, Courtney? Now, like you start driving back to back Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Six hours in, realize shit. I'm You're like, holy shit, wrong road. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you'll see that, and like, you most people, most people have experienced that, I think, and uh, that's a habit. Like that is literally your brain yeah. doing what it's designed to do, which is like make things easier, create these pathways that you're just gonna naturally follow. And without having to think about it because it, it requires less energy. Now, what do you think, like, habits and OCD? Oh, like, that's a completely different thing. You think so? Oh, definitely. Like, you're when you talk, this is like, it's it, just it like, upsets me when people are like, I have I have a little bit of OCD. Like, no, you do not. OCD uh-huh. is like, you. it literally interferes with your life. Like, it literally, like, you can't go to work without touching that doorknob six times every single time. You can't, you can't o- get into the car without... So Dude. there's no so there's no levels of OCD. It's not like a spectrum of of of, uh, of OCD. Probably. I mean, I'd still say it's on a, spec- a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. easily. Uh-huh. Um, but when people, like you said, when people say, "Oh, yeah, I, I just have a little bit of OCD," it's it's not OCD. It's just preference. You yeah. can you can choose not to do it. But I think what Rod Rodrigo can't say her name today. What Rodrigo is getting at is they don't have a choice to do that or not do that they physically or mentally emotionally have to touch that doorknob versus we don't have to touch that doorknob we just it's our habit and our choice a habit a normal person can break on their own ocd you have to go to a doctor to get help with that because you're you're it's, you really it's think a, so it's a compulsion yeah, yeah well because i feel like i have a little bit of ocd <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i have a little bit of ocd just because of the things that i do I and mean, it's just like uh so okay so for an example you I, might just be extremely organized or extremely like i'm me. very organized yes yes but sometimes it does interfere with other things and not to the point where i'm like all right uh, it, it interferes that I'm late for work or anything like that, but it does interfere and it does uh, spill over to other things. Um, so if you turn oh, around right now on your wall, there's a bunch of picture frames. So okay, so each of them if it's is crooked, slightly crooked, yes, I that would to, drive you insane. If yeah, you yeah. Had OCD. So so it does. Well, and I want to say it drives me insane. Like me telling you right now, you would get up right now and go fix that because I you am, wouldn't be able. You to know what? Honestly, it. it's th- I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> I am thinking about it. But okay, so but yeah, every time I pass by, I always check if, to see if the shit's straight, and I'll you know straighten it every single day. It's like that. It, it, it's it's slightly off. And I straighten it out. Maybe um, you're losing your mind with age. But, so, so if you go, like, say you're going to work, obviously you you work out of your garage. So, you know, it's not. Say you say you still had your old job, you had to be in at eight a.m. whatever, and you notice that it's crooked, but you're already running ten minutes late. Can you choose to walk past it? As an OCD person, you can't choose make that choice. Mm. choosing to ignore it is not an option the thing is is there's there's so many things in my mind that i I let things slip through the cracks so like i'll start thinking about all right i'm gonna be five minutes late and then i'll start passing by through that wall and i'm like fuck this shit's fucking crooked but i'm like i have to fucking go right right and then i start doing all all these other things i'm like uh uh same so like for an example for for clothes there's sometimes like outfits that i pick out for the day and I can't mm-hmm. mix a shirt with a shirt, uh, a certain sweats or pants or, or whatever it is. There's some, there's, there's things like that. That's that, called like, being a metrosexual. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's just not. <laughs> so, there, this is this is a hit on David Data. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so you're a fashionista. So, well, I mean, I, I do like, yeah. Um. So, but no, but the things like that, or like, uh, for an example, um, I. I'll turn around, do like a 360, and I can't move forward. Like I have to go back around to okay, me that's... to have me go forward. Okay, that's a OCD. That that sounds like OCD. So there. Okay, yeah. so I'll have that, but it's not to the point where like, all right, I. I it still does sound like a minor. Yeah. Form of that. Okay, so there is levels. There is levels of it. It's a minor. Yeah. yeah sure. I mean, and you guys are. I think we're all more familiar with like autism and down syndrome so if you think of you know those two it's same thing they fall on a spectrum and and there's some you know some kids and adults who you can say oh i would have never known so you think i need so you think i need to see a doctor 
I am seeing a lot of things that you need to. I am seeing a therapist. I am seeing that's good for that's good for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I am seeing a therapist, and so with talking to my therapist and um, uh, just realizing and acknowledging that I have this problem, I'm starting to manage these issues a lot better. So that's actually number one on changing habits. So that's why. So that's what I was going to get into is uh, acknowledging that you have a problem is probably the number one thing that you can do to, to you know, right. make things happen and change things. Because once you, once you realize what the bad habit is, you can then start to like pick it apart and find what the cue is, like figure out what it is that triggers that. Like, okay, like, you know, when my boss gets mad at me after work, I tend to stop at McDonald's type of thing or something like that. Then you could be like, okay, so right. like I've noticed that when my boss gets mad at me, I tend to stop at McDonald's, or I tend to maybe you don't maybe you don't stop somewhere like a fast food place, but you you overeat that day or you whatever, like you mm-hmm. know there's just something that triggers it, and then there's a reaction. So once you figure out what that is, you can then start like dissecting it a little bit more. Right. Which which is probably where like now with your therapist, she probably has you at right. She's like, okay, you realize that you're doing this, like now. Let's try to figure out what it is that causes that to happen. So, yeah, that's where we're at right now. It's like we're trying to figure out where exactly is this thing coming from. And, I mean, the only thing that I can really think about is like, all right, well, my mom, you know, she uh, made me clean my room. And she had like a a certain standard, I guess. So, it kind of built those habits for me, like to be organized and to be, you know, on point with everything that, she, that that I'm doing. I'm assuming that's where like it started off. But I mean, I mean yeah, that's yeah. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that though either. Right? I mean to have like a certain standard and to uh, uh to keep things at, at a certain level. I mean sure. Some people are all into that. I'm like if it's not bothering my life, I don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, Akuna Matata. <laughs> two different kinds of people. No two different kinds of as soon people. as he saw, as soon as he watched yeah. the Lion King, huh? Bro, I'm, like, like, I've been thinking about now. getting that tattooed on my arm. Akuna, Akuna Matata, Matata, bro. No worries. And then Pura Vida. <coughs> um, peace, love, peace, and, and drugs, and drugs. <laughs> I was gonna say unity, but fuck it. That's where you add that one too. Um, so, 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 yeah. So those are like. Uh, so we were uh, where we left off was you know acknowledging mm-hmm. that you have this issue, and that can be a, a huge problem for people because people don't want to face that they have a real issue going on, right? Yeah, I think a lot of the time, you know, when people, if it's food or fitness related or just life related in general, when people go and seek out help. So if that's you know going to see a trainer, a dietitian, a nutrition coach, a therapist, whatever. Um, a lot of people think that that is them acknowledging that they have an issue, but mm-hmm. really that's them in the beginning stages. Sure. But they still haven't fully accepted that they want to change their habit. They have just accepted and acknowledged that they know that there is a habit, but they may not be ready for change of that habit. Oh yeah. And we see that with, I'm pretty sure 90% of your clients. That, uh, well, well, and you also got to remember, like, when we talk about, like, neural pathways, like, this is like a, like, this is like the city came out and paved a road, right? And mm-hmm. now you're trying to move that road. Like, it's not easy. Like, you, it's going to take work. Not. And it's like, you've literally carved, it's, it's literally, in, like, if you had to, like, compare it to something, like an analogy, it's like a, the when, road when water, fun. when water created, like, you know, the Grand Canyon or something like that, right? Like, it's literally oh, just time over and over again. You're doing the same thing and you've carved this, like, pathway. This pathway. And that's how your brain wants to keep going. And you're going to have to, like, res- fight it for a while. And the thing is, you're, you're most likely going to go back to that neural pathway a few times before you eventually, like, oh, break yeah, out definitely. of it. Which means that you're just going to, sometimes you're going to fuck up. And the, the main thing that I tell people is, like, just because like you fucked up today doesn't throw away all the work that you've been doing. Doesn't mean like, oh yeah. well, I fucked up. Might as well just keep doing the mm-hmm. bad shit again. Yeah, like I have a I have a client that you know she's making this progress. She she's uh she's getting stronger. She's getting leaner, and uh, there'll be days when she'll just come to me. She looks so down and so depressed, and then I'll talk to her and I'm like, well, what's 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 going on? And then she'll tell me like, hey. You know, I did bad. 
I, you know, I ate this and I ate that and, and she beats herself up for it. <clears throat> and it's something that she's been instilled. I mean, she's been eating like this for such a long period of time since she was a kid. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I tell her the same thing. It's like, listen, you, you fell off big deal. Who cares? You know, just get back on track and let's keep moving forward. But I, um, but she'll do this a couple of times and, um, and she just can't help but to beat herself up, uh, beat herself. Uh, but uh, it, it's difficult to tell people like, all right, yeah, you do have an issue, but, you know, and you're going to struggle, but just, you know, let's get back on the horse and let's just keep moving forward. That's it, you know? I think that Courtney said it earlier and you just read, like, mentioned it again. When it's a habit that you formed as a kid, that's even harder to break. That's like, so they say that, you know, prime learning ages are when you're a child, right? You can't so teach an, uh, an old dog new, new tricks, tricks yeah. uh, kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, you can, that's wrong. though. It's yeah. just... Yeah. Mm, no, try. I mean, it's just like I'll, I, I'm gonna, I'll let you meet my this my dog. year. <laughs> this year I learned Portuguese, right? <laughs> and but they say that after a certain age you don't learn as well. And I said that's not necessarily true, but you do tend to absorb a lot more information when you're like a kid. And so when you were, you're a kid and you built these bad habits, that's probably yeah. that's probably a, I would assume, and I I don't have anything to like back that up, but I would assume that it's a lot harder to break a habit that you formed as a kid than when you formed as an adult. Well, yeah, it's just like what you were saying, you know, building up that pathway for such a long time or yeah. doing the same thing over and over and over again for such a long time to all of a sudden stopping and and and, uh, and going a different path. It's, it's definitely uh, difficult for, for a lot of people. Um, so the uh, next thing on my list would be to choose something to replace that unhealthy habit. Courtney, what do you what do you know about that? I 100% agree. So most of the time when you see people with bad habits, they do better with, I mean, just like looking at somebody with an addiction, normally people who have addictions, whether they're food addictions, drug addictions, alcohol addictions, whatever, they, yeah, they replace that habit or that addiction with something that is viewed as healthier, which isn't a bad thing. It's, you know, (laughs) my dog's right there. Uh, Isn't a bad thing, but, you know, it's, it's a good first Step. So if you replace a food addiction with, you know, a, a journaling addiction or, um, you know, a, an exercise, I hate to say addiction, but an exercise regimen um, every time that you want to stress eat, it's a good first step. But then it's still recognizing that it is a habit that needs to be changed. And but it's easier to wean off of that healthier habit than weaning off of something that has been ingrained in you from day one or whenever it is. But but those new habits can become bad habits, right? Because I mean, we, we like, see it like every day too. It's like people yeah. in the gym. People are 3% body fat there for years. And so yeah, yeah. That's unhealthy, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean they start seeing the results and they want to maintain those results. So they just, instead of, you know, they start off at four days. Then all of a sudden they're going seven days a week and they're training three or four days, uh, uh, I mean, three I mean, or four hours so a day. There's definitely like, again, I think this would also be like a certain, like a spectrum almost where you go from like, being somebody who has a bad habit to just being somebody who has an addictive personality. And when you, mm-hmm. when you realize that you, if somebody, if you do, I don't think somebody who has an addictive personality is going to realize it themselves, but if they do, then that's where you're like, okay, like this requires more, a higher level of education, which in my opinion would be then a doctor that can then help you with the psychology of breaking addiction personality. Mm-hmm. Cause then that, at that yeah. point, at that point you've crossed over to another extreme, kind of like the OCD thing. And that, I mean, I can, I can speak from experience, not my personal experience, but with a client, um, you know, she, she was overweight and I, I currently still work with her. Um, so hi, if you're listening, (laughs) um, I, I know that we've talked about it before and she recognizes it as well, which is why I feel comfortable and she feels comfortable talking about it. Um, but she lost a lot of weight. She has been overweight since her pregnancy, 20 three years ago. Um, and the last five years, I mean, she was one of my first clients. Um, we taught her how to look at portion control, how to track her food, how to set up macronutrients. Um, but just over time, like she does have an addictive personality. So over time it's built up to a place where 
it's gotten to be almost or it is unhealthy. So now we're backtracking and she she took like a year off in between us coaching for three to four months at a time. So there was time to build that addiction essentially mm. um, when we weren't working with each other. But every single time she comes back and recognizes the issue and wants to learn what habits she can change. Um, but just in the last nine months or so, I think she started seeing a therapist because she recognizes that addiction and recognizes that it's unhealthy. And so we're all working together to try and, taper her off of you know this this healthy habit that turned addictive over time because she saw results mm-hmm. so it you know it and it works and I I feel comfortable talking about it because I know that it happens and it you know it, I I'll take responsibility for part of it um but it's it's yeah it's, some things happen over time and um you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to break a habit, hard to break an addiction. And she was one of those people who replaced a bad habit of stress eating and smoking with exercising and nutrition. I mean, and I think that that also goes to like, so when you're somebody who's overweight for a long time, right? And then you're all, you're losing weight. You're constantly getting compliments because you've lost the weight. You see the results in the mirror. You're, it's just, it becomes a snowball effect where now like you're, as much as you, you might get addicted to the workout, you're probably more addicted to the results of it and yeah. to the compliments and stuff that you're getting from it. And there's only to a certain point where we can go muscle size, leanness, anything, right? Mm-hmm. So once you start push, trying to push that to those extremes, now it, it's becoming an unhealthy thing and it's becoming, now it went from being like a good habit or a good way to, a good way to, this is something that I was going to bring up too. So like having multiple things, so like you don't necessarily every single time your boss yells at you in order to avoid going to fast food, you go to the gym. It doesn't have to be every single time you go to the gym. It could be, you could have a list of three or four different things that you like to do to then switch to that so that the same, so that the reaction isn't the same every single time. Cause then that's where we start building those habits again and things like that. So I think that one of the things, I don't know, I strayed off a little bit right here, but, uh, it's hard to do. How, how do you not get addicted to people telling you, you look good? You know right, exactly. That's <laughs> the difficult part. I mean, I've, I struggle with that shit too. When I lost all my weight and I started building up my physique, um, uh, I started getting the compliments. I started seeing the changes. I started seeing the scale going down. I got addicted to it to the point where it slowly started going from three days a week to four days a week to five to six. And it wasn't like in a, in a long period of time either. This wasn't throughout the years. This was... This was like in, in, in a few weeks doing that, you know, and building that thing up and you start getting the compliments and uh, then you get to the point where like, all right, I'm not eating any fucking carbs. I'm doing 60 minutes of cardio every single day. Uh, my yeah. weight training is like a, a circuit style of training. Um, I feel lightheaded, I feel, <laughs> but yeah. I'm looking great, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> But it sucks though because you want to keep those compliments because those are compliments that never you've never had before or the compliments that you've been... Uh, striving for looking for you know, and, and you're and finally getting like, it and you're so afraid of losing it we're having like those goals too where like you switch like obviously like once you're at that point where you're just so fucking addicted to the compliments and like getting as lean as possible and all that you might need some professional help but uh having like other goals too like as far as fitness like health goals and like you know like oh you know i want to next time i go to the doctor like i want to all my markers to be like perfect or something or maybe you've had a bunch of bad ones and you there's a few of them that you want to work on like make it more than just about the look make build try to form goals that are going to build good habits right Mm -hmm. so something like if you have high cholesterol or you know it runs in your family making sure to be like you know what every time i want to go to the doctor i want to be told that my cholesterol is in check and everything is good Mm -hmm. that that then is going to lead to you focusing on food habits and not necessarily look habits and that's what i tell to my clients i i tell them don't focus on what you really that what the scale says focus on more on performance so focus more on the strength gains that you're making in here focus on physically how you feel mentally how you feel emotionally how you feel notice how your back feels when you're picking something off from the ground just stuff like that you know that's what I always try to tell my clients. But do you guys ever like recommend anything for your clients to like switch off to a different uh, habit or replace the bad habit? 
Or do you just have them figure that out on their own? I mean, so it depends. I mean, like the soda thing. <coughs> like I saw Courtney was drinking the bubbly water right now. Oh, uh, so when shout when out have, to bubbly. Yeah, if you guys yeah. are looking for yeah. sponsorships, here we go. <laughs> Ironstands training at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, they're a really good. They're a really good replacement for like, you know, soda and like sugary drinks. So that's like what you'll that. tell them. Like, hey, if you have a soda addiction, replace it with something like that. Like, a, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes like sometimes like the cigarette, right? Like the cigarette, they say that it's that that feeling of putting the cigarette into your mouth, the, your lips uh, touching it. There's that sensory type of. And that's what that's what people are kind of like attracted to. So the same thing with soda, you know. You know what I mean? It's it's the act of doing it, not necessarily the substance or what's in the can. It's the I'm sitting down on the couch after work. I'm, I got this can in my hand. I'm putting it to my. Yeah. It's relaxing to it's that it's that that routine. Yeah. It's that, that signal to your brain. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, to to relax. Yeah, I mean that's why you look at that's why like the jewels and everything were so successful are so successful is because people uh, switching people off of cigarettes because it was still that active you know and uh-huh. in the beginning i think a lot of people got like the zero percent or one percent nicotine just so they had that habit of constantly bringing something up to your lips yep. now i don't think it's worked in the same way but yeah, you can get like in the beginning nicotine. it was so that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. from going from one habit to the other I mean, but i mean cause... pure nicotine i think is better than a cigarette <laughs> I mean, I would assume so. That's, that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> yes, but I they I will say though, off topic on that, they have you know people have started to get more habitual with jewels, so they'll pick up the jewels or the vapes ten times um, more, more than they would going for a cigarette. Oh my because, god! Yeah, because the act of it of going to do the jewel is more accepting. And it doesn't give off the, you know, gross smells. Mm. Um, and then you also don't have to go outside and have a lighter and do all these things. So it's it's become just as bad of a habit. And people end up smoking the equivalent of like one pack a day. Mm. So you said something that reminded me of something that is a little bit like people, it's controversial, right? So you said like the smell and like the societal kind of like pressure of smoking cigarettes, right? The jewel doesn't have that because it doesn't, right? So like there's this there's this very common thing of people being like no fat shaming thing and we've I think we've talked about this before a little yeah. bit. Obviously I don't think that you should stand on a corner and fucking point out all the fat people and be like you're fucking fat or mm-hmm. nothing like that, right? But I do think that sometimes like the the societal pressure does help a little bit. Like nobody wants to smell like cigarettes. Like most people think that that smell is disgusting. So what do people do? They try to quit, they try to switch over to something that is maybe not necessarily for the less harmful effects, but at the same time, it's less harmful. Sometimes, like, not, like I said, don't call people a fat ass or anything, but, like, sometimes be pointing out, like, hey, bro, you're getting to a little bit of an unhealthy point. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that our society is a little too sensitive. And I think it's just the way you put it, obviously. I mean, it's the way you say it or the way you, you know, put things together. I mean, like, hey, bro, where, you- and where it's coming from. I, obviously, I mean, it's not, you know, you don't, you don't call somebody fat because of, you know, what they're eating. You just, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and no, it's definitely it's definitely because uh, if, if I start getting fat and my friends don't tell me that I'm getting fat, I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna get more mad about that. I'm be like, bro. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think some people deal better with external cues and external motivators versus internal motivators, and those are those people that seek out coaches and seek out friends, and yeah, you know, I'm they they need other people external. to keep you in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you you you're cool with that, you know, yeah. calling somebody out. I, I prefer it. Call me out. Yeah, yeah. But no, for you, call somebody out. Oh, I'll call people out. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> you may not feel like I'm trying to help you, but I am. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely it's just the way you put it together. and yeah. you know, It's just like I always tell people, like, if your fucking brother is a crackhead, you're going to be like, hey, bro, stop smoking crack. Just Probably like, not in those words. I mean, you're gonna sit down, get a banner, an inter- intervention banner with your family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring a priest bring, and shit. Bring like. the cameras, right? <laughs> fucking bring the A and E cameras. Uh, what was that show? Yeah, intervention. Was well, that what it's called? Or is it TLC or A and E? You bring those things too. Um, but like, food is the same. Food can be just as lethal as absolutely. smoking methamphetamine every day. Like, absolutely. Maybe not as quickly, but 
Mm-hmm. It definitely can be. It can definitely uh, cause some some harm yeah. to you. So you guys would never recommend uh, doing cold turkey, or you don't believe in that. What because food? Any when it comes to breaking habits, Ooh. when it comes when it comes to breaking habits, because because I have a client who has a smoking problem, and his thing is just going cold turkey, and he fails at it. And I don't know how to put it to him, like, hey, maybe you should stop fucking doing cold turkey and let's just wean ourselves off of it. So it's hard, though. And I definitely, I know, absolutely, it's definitely hard to do. But well, would I you guys it's, ever? It's wait, see, what is his person? reason for quitting cigarettes? Okay, because he just he, he knows that it's, it's it's a bad habit. He knows that it's it's not good for you. I mean, so obviously, like doing it for himself is not a strong enough reason for him to quit it. So what? It, there has to be another. He has to find more reasons. He needs to like pile on those. Reasons. I mean, I mean, I've told him that you know, there's with some of the because so he has spine. Uh, Does he have kids? Does he have- doesn't have kids, but he has a spinal um, degenerative okay. disc. Oh. oh, okay. So he has that, and us looking at it, smoking dehydrates the discs. So that. we're like, hey, this is probably one of the reasons why you're not mobile. And your back, or why your back fucking hurts all of the time? Don't tell him I said this, but that term, <laughs> spine, that we're literally going to be broadcast. Yeah, the de- degenerative public. disc disease has been like I was talking to like doctors and like <clears throat> chiropractors and uh, some physical therapists about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's like way overused. Like I guess that by the time you're like forties, fifties, everybody Everybody's has discs, like discs yeah. like that are fucked up in their back. Yeah. But most people, mm-hmm. you'll live your whole life without even actually. But I guess apparently he's been having these issues since he's he just turned forty and he just uh, he's been having back issues since his mid twenties or something like that. Oh, so, damn. so it could be something like that. And he's been smoking for a long time. He's been smoking since his mid twenties. I believe so. He's oh, been smoking sure. for a long time. But um, but so so you guys wouldn't recommend cold turkey, corny? I know you Some wanted people to say, can. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it depends on the person. I mean, I and I was literally just having a conversation yesterday with somebody who is she's on her health kick. You know, we just had a orientation with each other, and uh, she's like, "I drink more Coke than I do water." I was like, "Okay, we'll make it a goal to, you know, drink two water bottles before you have a can of Coke, mm-hmm. and we'll try and slowly ease out of it because if you cut cold turkey, most of the time you end up reverting back, right? And that's mm-hmm. why people think I got to cut it out because I just can't do with it. But she said she's one of those people who if if she doesn't cut something out completely, she'll find excuses to have more and more of it, which mm. it's it's people not wanting to necessarily do the hard work of breaking that habit and learning the proper cues. So they cut cold turkey. Um, mm. Do I believe in cold turkey versus slowing slowing down and easing off the gas pedal? I think that with proper coaching, you can, you should slowly ease off so you don't have these withdrawals necessarily, or you don't, or as big of withdrawals, and start replacing those other times with other habits. Do I think other people function better off of cold turkey? Yes. And that's kind of playing into that addictive personality, whereas, like, if somebody has an addictive personality, again, they're going to find those excuses to get it whenever they can if you give them even just a little inch mm-hmm. so it's just gonna be depending on the person it yeah. is but it's i think it's definitely like she said it's a lot easier to just re- to rewrite that neural pathway than it is to try to like block it off mm-hmm. so like the difference is like i think that so in the road analogy like you there's this road here mm-hmm. and so all you've done is try to put like a, a fence right and that fence is just your your mental fortitude right and so all it takes is just something strong enough in your life happening to now you've knocked that fence over and you're reusing that road yeah when as opposed yeah, to like, only lasts for so long right when as opposed to like creating a new habit over that old neural pathway you can't really fall back into the old habit because it's not there anymore hmm interesting um what is the the next one so we got the first one was uh acknowledging Mm-hmm. Second one is uh, replacing uh, a bad with uh, with something else, yep. something good that starts off good. Uh, removing triggers. So, so removing you, triggers. Yeah, if you're like an emotional eater, if you're in a stressful relationship, probably yeah. get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, or talk to your 
partner about like hey man like what if that doesn't work if that doesn't i eat ice cream so yes removing those triggers things that that gets you to or that if, point uh, in the cigarette point like obviously you're not gonna have cigarettes laying around if you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes but, but i mean a lot of c- people that smoke cigarettes are, are are stressed out right you know so getting or out it's of a those social interaction true like so mm-hmm. when i was in i think most people in their early 20s tend to smoke cigarettes when they drink alcohol Mm-hmm. Not that for whatever reason like that was so long like for a long time like if i went out and had drinks with people i smoked a cigarette and it was like a habit and like it was crazy because i could go as long as i didn't drink alcohol for months i would mm-hmm. never smoke a cigarette but then the moment that i went to a bar with somebody i would smoke a cigarette you would smoke a cigarette yeah so those like social triggers are like that's a real thing that's like a a legit thing hmm um yeah, I, 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 that's one of those things too that can be really difficult as well. Is just removing yourself yeah. from that environment and causing those triggers. The hard part is, and I think that we've talked, we've kind of made jokes about this, like in like Latino families, like yeah. especially if you live in, if you're in an unhealthy Latino family and you try to become the healthy one, mm-hmm. at first it's a, it's like a ridicule. Like they're like, "What you're doing? You get what? shamed." Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I still I don't I don't, gonna, I don't get You're doing yoga? What are you talking? I don't <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't I I mean, I still kind of get it to this day. So like uh my my in-laws, if I go to their house and then I'm like, "All right, just give me, you know, you know, just give me, you know, I'll take a, a taco or two, you know." Like, like why? Si figura. I don't know like <laughs> why are you on a diet? Why? I you mean, you look fine. Figure? Yeah, like eat, be healthy, and I'm just like I just ate fucking an hour ago. I'm not that hungry, but I'll eat a taco or two. That's fine. Like, but, it's just rice. Just eat as much as so, you want. But yeah, but even telling them like, hey, yeah, just give me, you know, something small, you know, something uh, a quarter of the plate. I'm I'm good with that. And then they'll come back with half of the plate full of food, you know? So yeah. it's, no, it's definitely happens in Latino cultures and they take offense to it if you don't eat their food. Yeah. So you have to That's eat their shit. That's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. hard. Because it's, Absolutely. it's cultural. It's so much of it is cu- cultural and it gets into like, it gets into, yeah, they're offended if you don't take it. Um, that's I'm finding here a lot of Southern families too, the same way. And, you know, your social and familial gatherings are surrounded by, surrounded. Yeah. 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 For sure. And also in those cultures too, like people who are bigger, a little thicker are looked at as healthy. So yeah, they, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have a little extra fluff, like muscle, they they don't really care about muscle. They care about having a little extra fluff to little extra cushion for the pushing right and, and and then yeah but but also they also have these assumptions uh, assumptions that i always eat or i'm eating salads all day so like i'll come home and then i'll come uh to my parents house or the in-laws and then they already have maybe like a salad ready for me because they know i'm gonna come and eat and i have a salad i'm like i don't fucking eat salad i always think it's so funny when people are like because you know i did the vegetarian thing for three four years and yeah. now i'm doing the pescatarian thing but uh People are like, yeah, like, do you just eat, like, salads and stuff? And I'm like, no, what the uh-huh. fuck? Did you just think I eat just lettuce and fucking carrots all day? Like, uh-huh. no, like, I eat real food. Like, they're like, what do you eat? I'm like, everything you eat except for the meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely difficult going over there. And then you're, you feel like you have to eat this shit now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're forced to eat this shit. So I guess that can be kind of a, you know, a trigger. And, you know, it's, we say Latino cultures, but it, I definitely think it's in all cultures. Like, in all cultures. Like, if somebody's mom makes you, f- like, you go to your friend's house and the mom makes yeah, you Yeah, they're old school. Old you're going to feel, like, pressure to, like, eat it. And mm-hmm. even if it is fried chicken and mm-hmm. dumplings or some shit. I don't know what a dumpling is. But you don't know what a dumpling is? It's like a little... Corny, can you tell them what a dumpling dough. is? It's, it's dough. It's like a wuton, a wonton. It's li- it's literally dough. It's dough, uh, but it has something in it, right? Does it have it has, in it? Uh, it, yeah, it depends. I mean, American dumplings have like chicken and carrots and mushrooms and heavy cream in them. It's like an empanada. <laughs> um, Asian dumpling, it, uh, yeah, just not fried. Oh, okay. Steamed That's normally. Boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everything in America is better. <laughs> as soon as Americans fried. get their hands fried, everything's fried and Oreos fry it, Twinkies mm. fry it. Ugh, yuck! You don't like fried Oreos? 
fried Oreos I can do. Fried Twinkies. Are I think not. it's more the I never thought of it. Like I'm like, oh, Oreos are already bad for you, and now you're gonna fry it. Uh, I yeah. definitely just ate gingerbread Oreos. Hey, I just did too. That. Actually, I just had gingerbread Oreo. <laughs> Is that like a new Christmas flavor? Yeah. So like, yeah, yes. they have like little themes. Like pretty much every single month, they come out with like new flavors like or whatever. Biscuits and gravy for Thanksgiving. No, they had. <laughs> no. You know, I think my favorite ones is the Fruity Pebble uh, Oreos. Those were so fucking. They're good. really I tried those expanding. Ones. You never tried those ones. Uh-uh. You know, gingerbread I ha- are my favorite i, I have like four boxes speaking of habits so I, I had a friend i have a friend that she competes and uh her family she's an oreo fan so uh her family uh uh got her all these oreos from um ebay right because some of these oreos they don't sell anymore so they got from mm-hmm. ebay and they got her so many and so she gave me like a whole ziploc bag full of oreos because she was on prep so she couldn't eat any of that stuff so she gave you got me, a variety pack so i got a variety pack i got fruity pebbles i got a blueberry pie i got uh all this crazy shit that uh that from oreos they, they come up with some crazy stuff but yeah you look out for them yeah every single month I'm they probably good. no you know you don't like oreos <laughs> i mean i could eat like one and but, you're good yeah like if i eat multiple i feel like uh, well, I mean, we don't eat. We're not, we're not eating the bag, are we, Courtney? That's not what I saw no, earlier. Right now, there I was like a whole row gone. No, I ate two, my man. I ate two rows. <laughs> <laughs> but getting yourself out of those uh, environments, stack uh, of thirty Oreos. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why I don't have Oreos in the house because that's my addiction. That's my my the trigger. Thing. That triggers it. I go ahead and have it. And so before it used to be a sleeve, a whole row. Now I'm starting. Uh, well, it's been like a while, a couple of years now. Now I'm good with two, two Oreos a day. I'm good with, you know. But uh, but it was definitely a struggle, definitely a struggle, especially when I was on those days where I was like low carb and I'm fucking starving, and I see that bag of Oreos over there, and then you know shit happens. So so I use this for myself sometimes. So they they say that the first bite of anything releases the most amount of dopamine and serotonin so oh, yeah the first bite of, i like, literally ice cream, have fucking orgasms on like, as soon as i take five <laughs> they say every bite after that is your you're just trying to chase that same feeling that the first bite gave you uh, so just enjoy that first bite no more and no more savor <laughs> um, it let it sit in your mouth a little bit yeah. um mm-hmm. so what's after triggers so i really like this one because i think that this is good for anything that you're trying to do if sports or even like learn it like i did this for my portuguese learning mm-hmm. uh visualize yourself changing or you know if you're trying to learn something visualize yourself already visualize doing that. part of law of attraction yeah sure kind of yeah. yeah you visualize you visualize and then you go out there and yeah. you do it separate all the, well, the jumbo bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but you visualize you see yourself right. doing it and then you so they've done action. studies where they show basketball players right and they have one basketball player shoot the actual ball and then they have another basketball player only shoot the ball in his mind mm-hmm. and they see the same results that's what michael jo- uh, michael uh, jordan used to do he would visualize himself winning or shooting free throws and you know that's how you know he yeah. would do it it's interesting super interesting so i i do it for everything in my life visualize like i just visual- like sometimes i'll just be on my way to do some doing something and i'll visualize I visualize myself already doing it really well mm-hmm. well that's the other thing though too is like people don't misconstrue this shit like you think about it yes and then go and- do it yeah, and then go do it. Because yeah, this is the pro- it. problem it with you know, fucking <laughs> law of attraction and shit. Like, I'm just going to sit on this couch and like visualize it. Well, it's going to come to me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to no. be doing an episode on that. No. So check that out. We're going to be doing one about the law of attraction. But yeah, taking action, making things happen. And, and So it's a law of attraction and not you just going out there and doing it, huh? I don't know. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> we're going to talk to these people and we're going to so figure this shit out. visualize you being a millionaire and then we'll see a month from now, you know. There you go. How the hell that works. Hmm. <laughs> yeah that's true too i was like oh so what if i want to do it in one day mm. like oh well it doesn't work like that like oh all of a sudden mm. so it's just it works when it time works. hard work and then seeing yourself getting there sounds like uh everything else pretty sounds much like basic <laughs> do anything you want with your life you could do it like that check out the law of attraction <laughs> episode um so what's after that one um so this is a really hard one for me so your negative self-talk so that's like, definitely difficult. Yeah, like trying not yeah. to be so negative to yourself, which I think, mm. I mean, I think it's a 
pretty common problem, right? Absolutely. People. I think we yeah, all, oh yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we, I think that yeah, it's, it's okay think, to like be a little bit like hard on yourself just to kind of like motivate yourself, but it can be detrimental. Absolutely. Sorry, Courtney, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it's, we're surrounded by negativity anymore between social media and news and everything. And it's completely drowned us. So it's, it's hard to get away from that negative self-talk and negative, you know, negative influences and mm-hmm. find the positivity and things. Luckily, my, that was the one biggest thing that my mom always taught us is you always have to find the positive in any situation and hold on to that because if you don't then kind of fucked i mean yeah and then i I would like uh i've been thinking about that this year and this is kind of hard to do in the moment but like sometimes you think something's like a really negative thing and then a few months later you're like oh shit that actually worked out for me better than better than i would have it would have if i would have stayed in that or whatever like you know i i left the box gym i was at or Mm. was kind of asked to leave but uh kind of (laughs) Uh, I thought it was like, I was like, damn it, man. Like, what am I going to do? Like, and I had wanted to leave there for a while. And I was just so like, I guess afraid you could say of leaving yeah. and stuff and not going to the unknown. And then if they kind of forced me to do it. And in that moment, I thought it was going to be horrible. And now two or three months later, I'm like, that was actually the greatest thing that could have happened to me. Happened to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So look at the positive look side the in every yeah. situation that you go through. Um, try to it's kind of hard sometimes. it's difficult it's definitely difficult we we can be definitely our worst uh, our worst uh, enemies so uh, yeah talk yourself up give yourself a little bit of a pep talk and you know keep moving forward yeah. what's the next one uh, take baby steps so small increments like mm-hmm. anything you know you're not gonna try to put 25 pounds on your bench in one day you know one pound at a time one ounce at a time yeah, baby steps. I mean, yeah, like we talked about before, this is uh, habits that you've been creating for such a long time. Doing baby steps is probably the most successful uh, way of going. You know, I mean, this. it's just like if you're trying to bring down your two minute mile or whatever time, like you're not gonna try to take two minutes off of it at one time. You're gonna a tenth of a second, two tenths of a second, three tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah it's uh, just take baby steps and and you'll get there buddy what about you Courtney? yeah like then they definitely have things that play into that like uh couch to 5k fitness related is one of my favorite things because it it, it instructs you to take those baby steps and build on the habits and the habit changes to solidify the habit changes versus hey go out and run and then you'll die right afterwards and never want to do it again and that's why I, I kind of approach when when it comes to my training. Um, I always take baby steps with my clients. They haven't been, they've never been active in their whole entire life, and they just want to go zero Ball to sixty. Wall, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, listen, uh, it's the same thing with the cold turkey. Yeah, right. Like, Absolutely, it's, the same exact thing. it's kind of the same thing. So baby steps is probably the uh, the best chances of you succeeding. Uh, uh, Which doesn't steps. mean that like you can't succeed with cold turkey. Some people can. Absolutely. So like Courtney said, it, it depends on the person. Just you know? most people need the baby step thing. Yeah. yeah some yeah. people can. I definitely need turkey. the baby steps thing. But uh, yeah, me too. I yeah. tried to quit cold turkey, smoking weed and every single time. Baby steps. So what's after baby steps? Um, so this is a big one, except that sometimes you're going to falter. So you're going to make mistakes you're, like in anything, anything that you do in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. There's going to be mistakes and uh, that, that, that's going to, it's, it's going to happen and anything that you do, mm-hmm. um, um, that's just uh, acknowledge it. Like, all right, fucked up or we made a mistake. All and right. Get right back on it. And then just get right back on it. Absolutely. This isn't, this isn't, uh, uh. Uh, and, and that also connects to the negative self-talk because you know when you fuck up don't start beating yourself up about it and talking shit to yourself yeah so like i said just acknowledge that you messed up okay and then just you know get back on the horse and keep moving forward and this is a big one and i think that courtney you probably have a lot to say about this knowing that it'll, it's going to take you time like yeah. knowing yes. that you know you you've had you've been getting fat for 25 years mm-hmm. give it time yeah 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 Yeah, i think you know it's (laughs) like you like you kind of hear 
they have they didn't build the Eiffel Tower and everything or the Wall of China or whatever whatever analogy you want to use overnight. It took years and years and years and a lot of people, a lot of help, um, a lot of mental strength to get to that point. So you can't I mean, like you said, you can't beat yourself up over those little things. You can definitely you know, take into account the small victories and small losses, but you just have to use that to motivate you to keep moving forward and know that there are so many people in your court who want you to succeed um, and, you know, play on those positivities versus dwelling in the negative and dwelling in in the short term versus the long term. We're a society of so much instant gratification that I think sometimes we lose the long term you know, the long-term view of things and just want it now and kind of get a little bit impatient. So, yeah, so cheer up, Buckaroo. You'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, remember that, you know, every year there's, it's I was going to say millions, but it's probably a multi-billion dollar industry, like the self-help and like the, you know, getting you, what is rich dad, poor dad, all that stuff. And that's all basically about building good habits and so if there's that much money in the industry of trying to get people to build good habits whether it be in business or in health that that's probably a good sign that it's something that's very difficult to do so don't don't be so hard on yourself yeah don't be so hard on yourself we love you (laughs) what's the next one that was the last one that was the last one there you go ladies and gentlemen some uh tips advice that uh we feel uh that can work and from the experiences that we've gone through um so give it a shot just start trying just keep just move forward just start and uh keep moving forward and and thank you for guys for listening just to the show swimming. just keep swimming <laughs> i don't know where that's from <laughs> but hey i've seen emo yes but i, I don't oh remember come on man uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah that's it for the show uh, I want to thank you guys for listening uh, check us out on our Instagram on our socials uh, Iron Stands Training or Iron Stands Finish I should say on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram TikTok what? we're on TikTok. there TikTok, check us out now? <laughs> we're TikToking yes yes sir uh, Rodrigo at rig091 yes sir courtney's at coach court underscore check us out to uh, listen to the, to the podcast and let us know what you guys think all right check you guys out next week all right bye courtney bye bye thank you mm-hmm.